Welcome to Switchblade Sisters, where women get together to slice and dice our favorite action and genre films. I'm film critic April Wolf. Every week, I invite a new female filmmaker on, a writer, director, actor, producer, and we talk in depth about their fave genre film, maybe one that influenced their own work. Today, we have a bonus episode for special people who will get to listen to it, and we're coming at you with um, some lovely ladies, three guests today. It's Maximum Fun's very own Lady to Lady podcast, which includes Brandy Posey, Tess Barker, and Barbara Gray. Hi. (laughs) I'm so excited to be here. Lady to Lady welcomes a fourth funny lady to the table each week to bring you gut-busting debates over current events in pop culture, along with a healthy dose of embarrassingly hilarious personal revelations. They've had live talk shows at Upright Citizens Brigade in Los Angeles and the Hollywood Improv, and these are the ladies. Now... Can you give us an example of like maybe a past episode, something like a guest you had on or something that you that you did? Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, yeah. We've done a lot. How many do we have? Um, done a lot. We have 270 or something yeah, like that. Crazy. Been... The episode that came out this week, we have like, we've had a very wide variety of guests on. We've had like people that range from like serious authors from Susan Orlean to uh, mm-hmm. to Margaret Cho uh, to uh, Barbara's high school crush, French Stewart. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> from Third Rock in the Sun. Uh, yes, yeah, so we've had a pretty wide variety of guests. The episode that just came out this week was this really great uh, guitar comic duo, Carly and Donnie who are just, like, really funny mm-hmm. uh, musical comedy people. And it, it's just us, like, hanging out, and it's it's kind of a... It's got, like, a sleepover element to it. We do, like, kind of a road trip show in the middle and get to know people, and just gets really, like, f- weird and fun. And then we give advice at the end. Yeah, and we play with format a lot, too. Like, we've definitely, um, you know, our we have the three segments we do with most of our shows, but then we've definitely done live episodes before. Like, we took a bunch of fans to Las Vegas to go see Magic Mike live, and we rented a suite, and we did a host ahead of time. We did, like, a, a live podcast ahead of time with yeah. the um, MC of the show, which was really awesome. Got to hear all about that. <laughs> and we had, like, 30 fans that, like, came out to that. Like, we took French Stewart to a Sizzler. Um, <laughs> God, I hope it was the Eagle Rock one. It, it was. was. Oh shit! Oh, right. oh, I know. Oh, yeah. It's now a Greek restaurant. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's really sad. I'm it's sorry. So sorry to like up until like you. late last year, I was just like, oh shit, that Sizzler's still there. I yeah. guess it's not. You know, I'm glad that we went. Like, I didn't take it for granted. I knew yeah, that Sizzler yeah, we enjoyed be, it yeah. in the proper way. We're yeah. not why it shut down. The cheese toast holds up, by the way. It's as good as <laughs> oh, you remember yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm very excited that the movie that you guys to talk about today as one of my all-time favorites from the 90s, and it is Speed. Vroom, vroom, you know what I mean? Can you <laughs> tell was... me why you guys chose Speed to talk about? Um, I uh... think we were just trying to think of action movies that we all like. We all also are, you know, we're children of the 90s. We like anything that, this is such a quintessentially 90s movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Keanu Reeves is just so, everything about it is just so 90s. Uh, yeah. That'd we wanted good. to, yeah, we want to pick one with a, you know, a female lead uh-huh. also. Oh, yeah, yeah. That mm-hmm. was like, that's, you know, with our, most of our picks. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've only seen, I had only seen it once, I think, before rewatching it. So I, I didn't really grow up on it, but it just seemed like a fun option. You yeah. Know? I've always, I've always liked it. It's like really fun. The characters are, are good. It's, it's a surprisingly diverse movie and at a time before that was something that was, you know, being championed as much, which is pretty awesome. Like, oh, shit. You know? Like yeah, that, we are definitely going to talk about yeah, that. Mm-hmm. It's pretty great. Um, I love Jeff Daniels. I love everything yes. that Jeff Daniels does. I mean, it, 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 it's and Dennis Hopper. Yeah. It's, well, yeah, I'm not crazy de- about Dennis Hopper, <laughs> but <laughs> um, Jeff Daniels. I, I I love seeing a young Jeff Daniels because it makes me feel like he's going to live forever. <laughs> 
Personally. Um, for those of you guys who are listening who haven't seen Speed, this episode is definitely going to give you spoilers, uh, but that shouldn't stop you from... Uh, 94. It came out in 94. Yeah, you had time. You had time. <laughs> That's the way Go I watch feel, it. right? It's 120 minutes. <laughs> yeah. I took. A, I did a self-care. I, wa- I literally took a bath and watched Speed, you guys. That Ooh. sounds... I like was wearing relaxing a, and I was stressful. wearing a face mask <laughs> and watching Speed in a bathtub. Wait, how, nice. how many minutes was that? 120, oh, I think. That's, oh, my God. That's or almost, almost. Almost. Okay, yeah. Like that, Anyone can spare 120 minutes. Yeah, just yeah. To, But obviously, uh, also, as you guys know, my motto is that it's not what happens, but how it happens that makes a movie worth watching. Still, if you want to pause and peep speed first, please do so now. And hopefully you're back. <laughs> um, let's introduce speed. I'm going to give a quick primer for those who didn't take a break. Uh, written by Graham Yost and directed by Jan de Bont in 1994, Speed stars Keanu Reeves as Jack Trevern, a member of the LAPD SWAT team. And he thwarts a bomber's attempt to kill a bunch of people in an elevator. Uh, he gets a Medal of Honor for his bravery, but later the bomber targets Jack specifically by blowing up a city bus right in front of him, then calling him on a payphone to say that there's a similar bomb, and it's on another bus that will activate once the bus hits 50 miles per hour, and then it will explode if the bus drops below 50 miles per hour. So Keanu commandeers a Jaguar and tries to warn the bus driver not to go above 50, but to no avail. So his only choice is to get on the bus and try to deactivate the bomb. Meanwhile, there's a guy on the bus with a gun who thinks he's getting arrested. That guy accidentally shoots the bus driver, and Annie Porter, played by Sandra Bullock, has to drive the bus. A passenger tries to escape, and a smaller bomb detonates, killing him. They have to steer through L.A. traffic, crush a bunch of cars in an off-ramp, and jump over a gap in the highway before ending up on the tarmac at LAX, where Keanu and Sandra escape on a rollerboard as the bus explodes. And that's, that's still not, not the end. <laughs> <laughs> this is by far yeah, one of the most action-packed movies that I have ever seen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I love it still, having watched it again recently and, mm-hmm. and seeing, like, oh, I was right as a child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's great. Quite it's good. really good. There's always something going. It's like a ve- also like a very bare-bones script in a way that I'm just like, oh, every moment of this is used and moving forward in some way. There was never a scene that was like, okay, all right. Like, it was like, oh, shit, we're always in peril at all times. <laughs> but get to the end. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of the things that I want to make sure that we point out right in the beginning is that even though Graham Yost has the, um, the, the main writing credit, you go to IMDb and that's what it says, guess who actually really wrote it? A woman? Mm-mm. What? Who? who? Joss Whedon. Wait, really? really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Joss Whedon wrote Speed? Whoa. Yeah, so here's the deal. Interesting. <laughs> wow. I don't know. Are you guys like, are There's you guys no Buffy fans or anything? I love Buffy, yeah. So he was working in Hollywood as a good, like a, a script doctor for oh, a long time. So he wasn't getting credit for all of his stuff. Huh. But basically, Jan DeBont would call him up like in the middle of the night. Like he did like a full rewrite on the script, tightened everything up. But then Jan DeBont would call him up in the middle of the night and be like, hey, I need a, I need a, like something like two lines here where a character could say this and he would like have to write everything on the spot. Wow. Isn't that weird? weird. But also not that surprising. I mean, now I can see that. I can see it. Yeah, the characters are very strong and well and, done, even the minor ones. So even, yeah, it's like in Buffy, where even the ancillary characters like feel like really well defined. Like this is that character's mm-hmm. thing. Oh yeah, like the tiny, like the little like side vampires. Where I even remember from like the the pilot episode. Like the the weird vampires that are going to die anyway, like they all have their own little character quirks yeah, exactly. and stuff. And yeah, one thing we don't talk about with Speed also is that um, Keanu Reeves is a werewolf. 
in this movie. Oh, yeah. That, we yeah. find that on Speed 2, right? That's, that's yeah. in the director's cut. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> Speed 2 is the only movie I've ever seen. Have you guys been to Catalina Island? No. Oh. There's a casino there where you can see movies. It's like this really big old cool building, and that's the only movie I've ever seen. I hope it's Speed the only movie fish. they play at that casino. I think yeah. for years, I mean, the island has never like... gotten, that's the only strip of film that's ever reached them. <laughs> um, the uh, characters in this film, you had mentioned bef- like before, like the diversity mm-hmm. of these characters. Like the people on this bus, like every person was hand selected as a character actor. Mm-hmm. And that's a really interesting thing that Jan de Bont had to fight the studio to make sure it looked like the Los Angeles that he saw. Really? Yeah. Wow. Can you imagine people it doing that now? wasn't just a bunch of like 21-year-old white women. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And like how much it would not look like a city bus if, it, if that's what it was. I mean, yeah, that's like crazy that the studio would even fight that. Well, of course. It's, yeah. The yeah. It's like, I mean, like, you got to be horny looking at this crew of bus patrons. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I want. <laughs> well, that's one thing that yeah. I, I love uh. so much about this movie is like it is, it's praying into something that's very like comical and true, which is like Angelino's fear of public transport. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Absolutely. it's totally making fun of LA and I think celebrating it at the same time. <laughs> do you guys ride the bus? I do sometimes. sometimes. I broke my butt a couple years ago and was unable to sit so I couldn't drive. <laughs> so I would have to take the bus places because I could stand on the bus. Yes. Oh, I was going to say I couldn't remember uh, what why Annie doesn't drive and she got she speeding. got her license suspended for speeding. She's speeding. speeding a lot to yeah, that happen, happen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I was yeah. like, "That's an intent to get your license taken away." Yeah. Like, damn, she yeah. had a Ferrari or some shit. Uh, pro- yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was a designer. I'm pretty sure. For sure. <laughs> well, it's also like none of our freeways have speed limits in LA. Really? Like, yeah, not they with- do. I never see speed yes, limits. They have speed you know, limits. Sixty-five everywhere. I like love this, but the sign. <laughs> no, you never they, see the signs they up have, though. Yeah, oh, there I never are see signs them. everywhere. Uh, yeah. oh. I mean, I just like. I'm, I mean, my license Let's should be taken away. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. <laughs> I just move in traffic all the time. They're just like, whatever. Just go with the pace of traffic. I mean, that's generally what on the people road. do. Yeah. 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 you rarely have the opportunity to break the speed limit. Yeah. Uh, but when it's there, uh, that's one of the things that some people had thought was like least realistic about the movie is that they had the opportunity to get up to 50 miles per hour. Well, that, at the beginning when he's like, just keep it at 50, I was like, immediately you'd have to stop because the freeway's so stop and go. Yeah. Right. You know, but obviously for the sake of but the it's, they, Correct me if I'm wrong, but they start out over by like Carson, right? Aren't they over like by the 105? They are. They're on the 105. Yeah. And to be honest, the 105 mid-morning is a pretty smooth ride. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God we yeah. got that verified because I was upset. <laughs> I know. that's. I mean, that should be on the IMDb trivia page. <laughs> Mm-hmm. The 105 is actually, but the the 105 had not even opened then, so it was an yeah. open stretch of highway that no one was on, and you know that part where the bus has to jump the gap. Yeah, yeah. they so had to. Good. They yeah. rewrote the script once they realized where they had to film because there was an unfinished highway. <laughs> oh, and so they're like, "Well, shit, we should just use this." And yeah, so they well, that was the real. That that's, they just used it for that. Yes, that's awesome. that's insane. It's so wow. funny too because in the movie it's just like, yeah, there's just a little chunk taken out, and you're like. It just looks so weird. You're like, how did this even happen? Like, you guys had 50 more feet? Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> it's a weird, like, they all everyone took a break at the wrong time or yeah. something. Yeah. This is not siesta time. <laughs> but that's such a good example of, like, one of those things where they're, like, creative problem solving, where, like, what could be, like, oh, we'd find a new location. They were just like, let's let me use this to heighten this already, like, crazy, stressful story. Like, and add, like, a million dollars to the budget, I'm sure. Gee, that must have been so yeah. bad. You know, every time I watch an old movie like that now, mm-hmm. I'm like, 
like, this must have cost so much. This is insane. Did did Speed have like a Universal show? It feels like Universal Studios yeah. would uh, have like please a... Please replace and, Waterworld with that. <laughs> Dear God, why is Waterworld yeah. still there? Which I think, um, maybe I'm wrong. I feel like Joss Whedon maybe did a punch-up song. Of course he did. Waterworld. <laughs> Why are there, yeah. There's someone who's related to the script who who did punch ups on Waterworld. It so I was just like, oh my god, I just read about That's Waterworld again. <laughs> That's More so gills. funny. <laughs> that was the punch up. <laughs> We just got to get more gills in this script. That's the ticket. But this movie actually, um, in terms of cost, like you say, mm-hmm. you like you think that it cost a lot of money. It actually only cost thirty million dollars to make. Really? Yeah. And at that time, oh. um, it was up against like at the box office. I think it was James Cameron's True Lies, um, which had cost a million, a hundred million dollars. Wow. wow! Wow! And so, um, no one at the studio, and this is Fox. No one thought it was going to do anything. Like Keanu and Sandra were not big stars, really. Like they were in like a few things. Hmm. Um, like Sandra was in Judge Dredd, I think. Oh um, yeah, that's yeah. right. She is. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she was in like like Love Potion. Oh, that's number interesting. Nine, I didn't or... know they weren't big stars at this time. This no. is definitely the movie that made me know who Sandra Bullock was. Right. I yeah. mean, and I am a big Sandra Bullock fan. I think that's another reason that I like this movie so much. Yeah. Like, and this is such a good role for her. Like, this yeah. is she's really so great. It really shows and... you why she like obviously. Got yeah. great roles after that. She's a she star. really she yeah. does mm-hmm. a great job. Yeah. Um, okay, so now I want to do a quick um, quiz to see if any of you guys can get this. Okay, it's 1994, and Jan Bont has to cast a leading lady, um, and the studio is throwing all these people at him, these women, and there are two that rose to the top as the mm. possibilities that were not Sandra Bullock, and he had to fight for Sandra Bullock. So, hmm. give me like your best guesses for. The two that could have been Sandra Bullock. Susan Sarandon is mine. Oh. Oh. I've got Julia Roberts or Jodie Foster. Oh, Julia Roberts is a good guess. I was going to say Meg Ryan or Drew Barrymore. Mm. Drew Barrymore. (laughs) He's so funny. (laughs) Um, There's gum on my seat. (laughs) Gum. That would have been really funny. She could have pulled that. It's like, was that around that time? Like, Never Been Kissed was later, right? That was later, but I she was so. still popping off in the early 90s. What was she? I mean, she yeah, was in she Boys was on around. the Side, and mm-hmm. um, I feel like Mad Love with Chris O'Donnell. Yeah, mm. okay. Um, well, it was it was none of those. Oh, wow, okay. Julie Roberts was a close one, though. That actually, I could totally like that, see her. Yeah. That name was, yeah, yeah. Well, that name was thrown around. Yeah. 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 Um, but according to the trivia, it was actually uh, Kim Basinger. Or Basinger? Do we, how do we? I think Kim Basinger. 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 Yeah. Yeah. We've decided Basinger. to. Basinger. Okay. Yeah. Basinger. And, um, huh. and uh, Meryl Streep. What? <laughs> I... Oh, oh my I god! I knew that you guys would like that. I loved it. I was like, oh. I would love. No. Wow, that would change that movie. Those are such different Fox. choices, too. Yeah, those are three isn't very different much, movies. Isn't she much older than him? Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. Meryl. At the, okay, so this was like twenty years ago, Meryl. So she would be like forty, like twenty six, twenty six. I mean, 20, yeah. she yeah, so she'd be like in her probably early forties, late thirties. I don't really know, but yeah. I guess because yeah. she looks like my mom, so I always assume she's <laughs> my mom's. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? So yeah. I'm like, I can't see my mom making out with Keanu Reeves. Yeah, yeah. just being like, bus can't go go below fifty. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, also Meryl Streep, I have so much faith in her oh, that yeah. I don't. She, she would have acted that. Like we would, we would all. 
it would be the new Sophie's Choice if yeah, Meryl Streep yeah, did yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Uh, her, her character from that Ricky <laughs> so in the Flash movie. Yes. Just like, I'm driving a bus. But it, yeah. this also makes me think of like, because the studio didn't have much faith in... Um, and Jan de Bont making this was his directorial debut. Oh wow! And he was okay. fifty years old. Huh? Wow! Dang. He had been doing Dang, um, uh, DPing uh, a lot of uh, other movies, big, big movies. This is he, a huge movie to give some to somebody for their first. But I think but it's for thirty million. But it was lower budget. But yeah. he was working That's on like oh, yeah, yeah. like yeah. Hunt for Red October. He was the DP. He was on like a lot of oh, okay. big budget movies. He was working with Paul Verhoeven. Oh yeah. Who you guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you guys are Verhoeven fans. I'm oh, like an yeah. ultra. Verhoeven also, man. shout yeah, out yeah. to uh, Toon Man. I was saying the guy who plays the the black guy who's driving the um the whatever, jag the jag yeah, yeah. is, oh. is uh, from Showgirls. The dancer. oh my god, you're yes, right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Greg Pullman. I just looked him up. I was like, yeah, that's him. Yeah, plumber, plumber, <laughs> plumber. That's yeah. the role that he was like. I gotta leave Los Angeles. I'm going to dance in Vegas. That's, I almost I like, died. It seems like the same character. <laughs> yeah. And it's like that'd be so funny. Yeah, he moves to LA and becomes like a music producer. And, <laughs> yeah, Glenn Plummer. I think he was cast in Showgirls. After he was in Speed with, oh um, cool, because Verhoeven and right, Debont like they're good friends, yeah. and in fact That's Verhoeven awesome. told Debont that he should not make this movie. Really? Yeah, he said it would be too technically challenging. No one can make this movie for a thirty million dollar budget. Wow! Oh. So everyone thought it was going to be a flop and shitty. I'm yeah. guessing. Uh, Sandra Bullock said that when they were on set, like, like there was literally no indication that this would be a success because everyone called it like the low budget bomb on the bus movie. Right. Like they were just oh, wow. like making fun when of you it. Hear, like you're like, on the bomb on the bus well, movie. Well, like we were saying, the plot, you're like, what the fuck is this? This yes. is yeah, yeah, yeah. like a shitty B-movie that no one ever watched. That's, yes. What's so great is the execution of it is because like, I mean, another thing I love about, like as a writer, what I love about this movie is like, there's so much bald exposition. Like the whole first act is just like, here's the rules. Here's what happens. This yeah. is what's going on. But they managed to do it in such a suspenseful way that it's like not, it's totally... Engaging, like I think it's yeah. so impressive how like gracefully they pull off this like crazy simple concept. And oh, we totally. don't meet Sandra Bullock for so long, and that's yeah. so rare. you know it's yeah. like wow, we don't meet her till like mm-hmm. I don't know twenty minutes in at least or whatever. Yeah, it's like twenty, yeah, like 25, 30 minutes in, and like then it feels like such a shift once she's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Well, it's cool to see such like a very simplistic premise, just like having all the meat picked off of the bone of something like that. Mm -hmm. It reminds me, honestly, like (laughs) a very different movie, but like Liar Liar is very similar to it because it's just like, oh, here, this is the game that we're playing the entire time. Right. But that's comedy versus action. It's just like, Mm -hmm. cool, here's the premise. And how do we take this to the farthest place possible? Yeah. Over and over again. And that's writing, Mm -hmm. which is like, ah, the magic of being a writer. It's a tight script. It's great. Um, Yeah. I mean, Joss Whedon, you got to give him some credit for that. Um, and the script itself, I mean, it was, um, I think we should mention the fact that all of those character actors, like the reason that they have big character actors in this movie, which I have them written down, Beth Grant, which mm-hmm. who's in some amazing stuff. She's always popping up everywhere. She's and, the one who died, the one who tries to get off the bus, right? The um, passenger? Is she the old, the older lady? Yeah. 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 She's yeah. the one who dies. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, Hawthorne James is the bus driver. Yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. he's like a playwright too, but he's just got like this really wonderful, interesting face. Yeah, very expressive. Um, Carlos Carrasco, uh, Natsuko Ohama is the mm-hmm. the woman, the um, the Japanese woman on the bus. Daniel uh, Villarreal is the um, the guy with the gun. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, Alan Ruck, who you guys would know from um, Ferris Bueller. Ferris Bueller. Yeah, yeah. He's great. Yeah, he's a great hokey. He's a good comic relief. You know? He is. Yeah, for sure. He was so originally supposed to be, um, before Joss Whedon got a hold of it, he was supposed to be a smarmy lawyer. 
Oh, then, I'm glad they changed yeah, that. And then we yeah, was like, can we just decision. make him, like, nice? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because, like, it's so uncomfortable when he, when he starts talking to her on the bus, like, because, you know, we're all like, oh, God, here yeah. it is. And, like, and then he just turns out, like, he's kind of eating our, her, but he's mostly just being, like, a dumbass tourist. Yeah. Yeah. So and like, it feels, okay, okay, it's fine. It feels like grounded, like, that's something a tourist would do. Totally. Like, yeah. Try to navigate it's, LA. Especially before phones or anything. Totally. You're just like, yes. oh, I got at least maps. For sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then that great, oh my God, I also love the guy that hates him. The guy that's just like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. And yeah, like, yeah. Like, it's ha- great. Yeah, he hates him so much. And then when yeah. they get to the airport and he's like, we're at the airport. And he's like, yeah. It's like, I already seen the airport. <laughs> that's <laughs> such a, a good, good line. <laughs> We're at the airport. Yeah, so? I already seen the airport. And in, in my head, so I love funny. thinking that maybe Whedon thought of that at three in the morning after Debon's yeah. just like, nothing's working. What do I say to this guy? <laughs> that <was> so, <laughs> yeah, those intricacies of those like little relationships that in any in a badly written movie, you would just not give two fucks about, you know, or, mm-hmm. or notice. Yeah. yeah, those moments almost feel like it's almost like a play. Like it's almost like right, you, yeah. the, the middle part of the movie almost could be staged as a play because mm-hmm. it takes place in like such yeah. that one, pretty much that one dislocation. Those people, like in the earlier script, they all had a lot more lines like it was much more of an ensemble cast mm. oh interesting and then it's it just like time yeah, and like yeah. slowing it down they're like no we have to make this the, the focus mm-hmm. but uh, Jan de Bont still was just like even though you guys don't have the lines that you're gonna have I'm still gonna put my camera on you like your yeah. your acting is gonna be physical so like I'm mm-hmm. gonna make sure that we get your reactions to everything cause you're the thing that's gonna sell this like this fear and mm-hmm. then that works he's such a great cinematographer that he was also a director where he's just like yeah I'm not always gonna put it on just the leads but just how mm-hmm. people are reacting yeah. right and he even does that in the opening elevator scene yes. where it's like yeah. it cuts yes. back and forth mm-hmm. to like what are should be these like extras in the elevator, but you keep getting their point of view so that you don't forget like what's at stake. I, in that I will sequence. say exactly. Yeah, they were very calm for like yeah. for <laughs> and, at the before it really starts dropping. It drops once, and they're like, "What's going on?" I was like, "I would be freaking the fuck out." Yeah. What are they doing? Strapped to the ceiling like a cat yeah, upside down. Yeah, they're all just like, "Why are the police here?" And I was like, "What are you? You guys are <laughs> yeah. being yeah. very thirty seconds. Have you guys ever been trapped in an elevator? Yeah, it's Mm-mm. awful, right? It's not good. Well, how are you guys? I've never been trapped you in an elevator. No, I, either. Either. Well, I don't want to jinx myself. Yeah, but. I can't remember what this. It wasn't super long, but it definitely happened. Yeah, yeah. You immediately are like, I'm gonna die. Yeah, you, it, it no... takes about thirty seconds for you to freak <laughs> out. It's not, Oof. yeah, thirty seconds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like the the weird human experiment that they have. We're just like, no, no, we just revert to animals like immediately. Yeah. <laughs> I also like the weird detail of like the meeting that got out and the blonde woman who's like, <laughs> they're like giggling after their meeting. <laughs> She's like, what a weird meeting did you guys have? She's like whispering in his ear. <laughs> She's like, all right, you guys are having a good time. God, I, the more I think about it, the more I love the auxiliary characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's great. Of, I don't know, maybe more than Keanu and Sandra. I, I love that. It well. the whole world. It does. And it yeah. also like immediately puts you in her perspective because that's how you experience public transport when you take it is like you're not having in-depth conversations with these people. You're just kind of like people watching yeah. and noticing these things. That, like, yeah, people don't, aren't going to go through this experience together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Well, and it's interesting because it's like everybody has their own avatar as a viewer, I think, where you can be, you're identifying with different people at different times for different things. So yes. You're feeling all of these different emotions in the scene. Hey, speaking of Keanu, I want to talk about the fact that he is an action hero in this movie is so different from what we always see of action heroes in American movies. And it's like, it's something that I don't 
like you don't really notice until you think about it, but mm-hmm. you just like him because in this movie he's like he was originally supposed to be kind of like a hot shot dude, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of like a Tom Cruise type who's like he's good at everything. He's also a little reckless. Yeah, you the know? loose cannon mm-hmm. part mm-hmm. cop partner. Exactly. Yeah. And then um, when Whedon got a hold of script and DeBont was talking to him, they were like, okay, well, what if he was actually just really polite? And yeah. he was like ex-military. Um, and he, you know, was just trying to do the best that he can and trying not to get people killed. And like, so politeness yeah. drove his character, wow. which is so different from like that. the machismo and the bravado mm, that's so that interesting. usually drives most male. I mean, like, let's yeah. talk about that because yeah, I love him in this mm-hmm. movie. I do too. Well, I want to marry him in this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's sweet. He reminds me also like that kind of like, has, like, it reminds me of his character in John Wick a little bit, just because that character is also just like there's no ego about it. It's just like these are the things that need to happen to get to the end where I can stop doing this stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's just that like he doesn't take any pleasure in any of this. He's not like, oh, that was fucking cool. I just blew that up. It's yeah. just like, no, well, OK, what's next on my checklist of things that have mm-hmm. to go before I can go home and feed my dog? <laughs> that is an interesting thing. Yeah. Him not taking pleasure mm-hmm. in this stuff or not reveling. And, you know, he's not hoping that. Yeah. That he gets to defuse a bomb. He's mm-hmm. hoping that he never has to do that. That the guy's just dead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, the scene where he talks down the guy with the gun at the beginning of the bus ride, like, mm-hmm. yeah, like, he, it's just, like, he's he's both, like, super masculine and also very empathetic, which I think is really compelling, yeah. especially for a character, like, in this time period. I mean, he's yeah. obviously a very masculine character, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I wonder why... Mm-hmm. I wonder why that was so uncommon. I mean, I know why it's so uncommon, but I, I yeah. feel like it's like it's really summed up at the end when um she's like, you know, all this shit happens and they're, fu- you know, you think that the when they get out of the bus, that's the end. But like we said, it's not. And then they're uh-huh. on the subway and it explodes into the street or whatever. And she's like, you didn't leave me. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I didn't have anything to do just then. You didn't leave me. I can't believe it. You didn't leave me. Didn't have anywhere to be just then. And like that's such a that pol- that really sums up that politeness of like he doesn't even take credit for that. He's like, oh, I wasn't busy. I'll just yeah. I'll just strap myself to you and shoot out from <laughs> underground into the you know. That that scene too where they shoot out on the rollerboard is like classic it's action iconic, movie, yeah. classic love story. It's like mm-hmm. it's so satisfying as like yeah. a movie moment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's nice too because like her character is the one that kind of like pushes for the romance more than him like she's her character has so much agency in this movie of just like yeah like she's kind of flirting more like she oh just always has she's control. a very strong character fl- yeah. there's a lot of flirting going on for being about to die all the time yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like could I flirt this much if I thought I was about to die but also I would be disappointed if they weren't flirting oh no I mean, yeah, that's yeah. definitely it's, a very fun part of the movie it's good mm-hmm. I was just like laughing at like sometimes she's literally turning her entire head away from the road <laughs> and, sm- and smiling at him and yeah, I was like yeah. okay alright <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny. I keep thinking about like in those scenes, the bus that they had. She's obviously not driving it, mm-hmm. but there's they built a bus wait, wait, so that. W- wait, what? <laughs> I thought this was real. It's so real. <laughs> there's there's a they built a thing like a double decker. So there's a guy like sitting in a seat on top of the bus who's driving it. Oh my oh. god. That's so funny. Which had to look so weird. That's yeah. such a funny to think about that guy. And oh that gives gosh. me a lot of respect for all the actors because that sounds terrifying. Yeah. Being in a double decker bus that's being like phantom driven. That's stressful. <laughs> phantom driven, exactly. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. a gun fires blanks. Yeah. 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 That's all really and stressful. Unbelievably falling in love. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because <laughs> I believe it. I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. I hope you guys believe yeah, it. Yeah, I think definitely. it's a good love story. I think it's so sweet. Too. Yeah. And I'm also like, I'm like, yeah, no, they're great together. Like, she's fun. She's silly. Also, if I'm also like, they don't need to be together forever. Also, where I'm just like, oh, no, this is great. They're happy together. I'm not like, I mean, invested I'm... in them to the point where I'm like, oh, I hope this is it. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm a little confused. So, okay, so they have the medal ceremony at the beginning. Obviously, mm-hmm. of course, I focused on this. And Keanu has a date. And then they're, like, dancing together and all this stuff. And then the next day he's like, yeah, well, I woke up alone. And I was like, what? You brought – I was so confused. I was like, <laughs> I didn't think about that. But you oh, brought yeah, this... I missed that part. Yeah, no, he had that. a date Are you with sure him. he brought her? Maybe he just met her there. No, he – well, whatever it was. Like, he literally – they were like commending Jeff Daniels together. He was. They were next to each other, and then they were dancing together later. He just oh. danced with her, and then he woke up alone. Yeah. No, it wasn't just I, dancing. No, though. I felt like they, they slept were, together, and he like, like she had left in the middle of the night, yeah. meaning that oh, like maybe he that. wanted something serious, and she didn't. Uh, oh, that's, that's how I took take. It. Okay, okay, got it. Sorry. I was just <laughs> no, like, no, no, I was good. just like, why didn't you fuck Keanu? I was upset. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a valid question. He's that's... got a medal. <laughs> yeah. It's true. He did have a interesting haircut, though. Yeah. The short, super short. It's not great. That was his choice too. The studio, the studio thought he was going to come with like with flowing locks. They were like, "Yes, we get beautiful Keanu on the poster." And he was like, "Hey, what's up?" And he like came with a shaved head, basically, and he was like looked like a jarhead because he was like, "Yeah, "Yeah, I'm ex military. Like that's what I would do." And they were like, "Ah, shit." (laughs) (laughs) For some reason, he seems like I just trust him more with a shaved head. Though I like shaved head Keanu. Well, yeah, Mm. like you don't want a SWAT team guy like. Yeah, yeah, throwing his bangs yeah. out of the way while he's well, it's, like yeah. a, it's a functional haircut. Like there's, no, it's like the, it's another thing. That there's no ego about. Where it's just like, no, this is just he could probably just do it himself. This is like what that character would have. Mm-hmm. Just like, yeah, no, no. I think that's just like who he is too. Like as a person, everything yeah. I've heard is that he's just like. The ego does not exist. You he know, seems he's really like a like a really good dude. He got rich young enough to get really into Buddhism. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. One of the um. One of my favorite parts of this that you guys had talked about before was the, like the rollerboard thing, the, mm-hmm. the kind of escape, but just generally like all of the stunts. Yeah, yes. it's yes. so good. They're so let's practical. maybe talk about some of those stunts because it is. It was like it, this is before like tons of effects and CGI would be in any kind of action yeah. movies, which I you know like. Now it's hard for us to even think about that being a possibility. If this mm-hmm. movie had been made now, it probably would have cost a hundred million dollars, and they would have tried to put in more big explosions, more stunt, like more CGI, more blah 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 blah. And it's you interesting because I think it ages really well because it's all practical. Like you, I, I think if there were even if we made it now, ten years from now, yeah. This version would still look better than something with a bunch of CGI in it. Just yes. like you don't need yeah, more explosions. Yeah, because they would go over the top. Yeah. yeah, and I mean it's all just so simple. It's just mm-hmm. car chase shit. You know, yeah. like it's yeah. all just like French Connection. Like it's just mm-hmm. like suspenseful car chases. And I mean, and it's so well directed. Yeah. Yes. Like it, the way that they'll go back and forth from like the perspective of seeing the bus with the car, then seeing the the car. It, like it's so. Yeah. yeah, it's just staged really smartly, and yeah. like every explosion hits you. Like you, you like emo- emotionally feel something for every explosion that happens, and there's yeah. so many like ho- so many action, you know, world exploding movies that you see now. You're like, oh well, yeah, they blew that up, they blew that up, and you don't feel anything because they blow up too much. Yeah, it's, yeah, you none gotta, of it's like, plot driven. You, gotta, yeah. you can't blow with, your blow up withholding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the thing yeah. that this, um, I, I think the reason that those hit so well, um, this 
uh, movie actually won Academy Awards for, I think, sound editing and sound design. Mm. Oh, wow. Which, you know, yeah, designing those explosions that have that mm-hmm. kind of impact, maybe putting silence in where silence should be and letting yeah. them go. And then, um, and then also the biggest part of the budget for this movie was cameras because Jan de Bont, because he was a cinematographer, mm-hmm. kept destroying cameras because he would put them uh, oh. as close <laughs> to the action as oh, possible. Wow, he always yeah. wanted to get, like, the close yeah, yeah. The shot, you know? Like, mm-hmm. even when the bus jumps over... Um, that gap Mm -hmm. he destroyed like seven cameras because he had a row of them like underneath and he was just like well fuck it if it lands on the cameras you know (laughs) that's amazing damn (laughs) but that's I mean I these the explosions the stunts I love it and um, I wanted to ask you guys what your favorite um, stunt was from this. God, I'm trying to remember all of them because it's like we got the obviously the whole opening scene with the elevator stuff and then, Which is like everything is a ticking clock with this shit. Too. Yeah, yeah, everything. The first bus explosion. I mean, I will say Dennis Hopper's death I, I, is pretty sweet. It feels it's really satisfying. good. It feels it's very satisfying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't get to just see a head pop off of someone's body. Yeah. That I think the whole segment of him boarding the bus is my favorite. Oh. Of yeah. him like taking the over Jaguar the car. And the and the yeah, because yeah. Yeah, like you're thinking of the perspective of that driver and you're like, what the fuck is this? Like psycho. Yeah. You've probably <laughs> seen like a lot of crazy show drivers. That's the first time some guy's like... Stop the bus! I'm a cop. But that's yeah. also such an Angelino fear of like someone wanting to fuck with your car, or right. like someone yeah. getting in your space. I think like I grew up in Michigan thinking that if I went to LA, someone would commandeer my car because yeah. movies do always have where police like are just yeah. like no, like now I take your car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like that, oh, that just happens. <laughs> Yeah. Now I take your car. I like to say it like that. Yeah. Okay, officer, have fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, Midwestern. Um, so this is like Debont like made his directorial debut here, but he also um, really didn't direct many movies after that. He did Twister, hmm. which was also script doctored by Joss Whedon, in which oh. I actually really like Twister. I like Twister it, a lot. It doesn't say no. like all the good things about women, but Helen Hunt's character is... We were just talking about disaster movies and how that's like an example of one of the only actual good ones. It's great. It's really fun. Yeah, Yeah, he only... He did that. He did Speed 2 Cruise Control because he had to. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure that Speed 2 Cruise Control like kind of... He didn't... He didn't want to direct after that. He no, said, "What yeah. happens he did, in like, that one? Are they after. in that movie? What happens in Speed Two? I think they're on a ship. They're both. Ugh. And is it Dennis Hopper? Oh no, wait, he no, died. No, he died. Yeah. But Keanu and Bullock are both in it, aren't they? Keanu, yeah, Keanu pulled out. It's just Sandra Bullock. Debont knew the second that Keanu pulled out because oh, yeah. he was yeah. he was in the middle of shooting something else. He was like, "Oh, this is going to be terrible." So who is it? I can't even remember. Yeah, wait. it's like that bad. It's prob- Barbara can look it up as where um, yeah, I need to know. know. I just need to know. It's probably close to the Matrix because the Matrix came out in '98. I think he was. Yeah, I think he was probably doing the Matrix and had to choose between the Matrix and Speed Two. <laughs> Which I mean, pill are you well, going to take? Yeah. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> yeah, Speed pilled. Yeah. Um, and then Debont, like the last movie that he directed was in 2003, and it was Lara Croft, Tomb Raider: The Cradle of Life. Oh wow! And mm. I don't know if anyone really saw that, but it was basically. Basically, like a hundred million dollar Jeep commercial. Is this a Jolie one? <laughs> yeah, it's a Jolie one. Yeah, okay. it's not very good, and yeah. he didn't like it either. And yeah. he just wasn't satisfied with the work that he was doing. Was he doing DP work, or he just yes he, on the yeah? He, yeah. So he st- okay. he kept doing DP work, and I think he he was doing stuff up until like 2013 or something Got like it. that. And I think he 
maybe retired now. Mm-hmm. But he just, like, was getting shitty scripts. Yeah. And it's so tough to be, like... I mean, Joss Whedon was already kind of doing other stuff at that point. You know, mm-hmm. like, Buffy was taking off in the late 90s. And, yeah. And so, like, what do you do if you don't have a good writer? Writers are really important, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Guys who write. Agree. Yeah. It says there were six writers on Speed 2, so that might have been an issue. Jeez uh, <laughs> Louise. Jason Patrick is the... I do not even recognize this guy. Who, who's the, Jason Patrick? Yeah, I don't know. And Willem Dafoe are the uh, guys. What is, this says, Sandra Bullock returns as Annie Porter, an accident-prone ditz. That is, she's not a dick. Wait, is so that what it says? That's what it says on toma- Rotten Tomatoes. Well, Barbara, oh, she's, she is a woman. That's so, so rude. Yeah, yeah, like, um, it's implied. Yeah. Um, she accidentally got onto a bus <laughs> <laughs> that couldn't she's go not, below 50 she's miles not an hour. That's so weird. No. no. Like, you she guys saved wanna... people's lives, people. But, yeah. She's, she's saved people's she's lives. She's just not Audrey Little Shop of Horrors. Do you guys yeah. want to guess what the tomato meter score is for Speed 2? 23. Oh, I think it's zero. I was also going to say 23. 3%. Oh, <laughs> you were closer. Yikes. Not good. Ooh. Yeah, that's... I mean, have you seen it? Ooh. I, I haven't. Tessa. And I won't. I've been in Atlanta. Also, uh, one of the reasons why Twister and um, Speed are so good is because of this composer named Mark Mancina. Mm-hmm. And he did all the music for both of those. It, Speed was his first film um, doing it solo. He was working with um, uh, other great big composers before that, but this is his first time not as an apprentice. Um, and I think uh, I think he was working with uh, Hans Zimmer for a while. But he's... Um, uh, I, I, it's hard to explain how much action movies changed with his score because mm-hmm. he came in and he like didn't know anything about like what to do for action scores. So he's like, oh, okay, I'll just like design something. If you actually go in and listen to the music and listen to what uh, action movies had before then, it's totally different. Oh, wow. It's hmm. totally different. And it, and it changed the way that people thought about scores. Um, and, you know, people who do action scores now will say, oh, my inspiration is speed. Wow. I wow. do. I honestly, like, can't recall the music at all. So huh. what, what? It's very. What um, was it like? Or what was the difference between that and usual? It wasn't suspenseful? It's very, like, emotionally driven and suspenseful. It's not trance, but it's kind of like that. It's like. Mm. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. It's, but it's got. It's, it's orchestral still. Yeah. But yeah. it has these other elements in it that are really mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. Um, and it's really kind of adrenaline, you know, like a lot of right. staccato kind of things happening. Yeah, it's almost yeah. the kind of, I mean, it gets your heart rate up. Like, it's almost the kind of music you would want to listen to if you're working out. It's funny, I because I definitely did, my adrenaline was like, you know, racing while I was watching it. So I bet, I it's probably how good that music was, is that I didn't even notice that it was like doing that. Yeah, but I was just yeah, like yeah. involving me in the scene so much, I'm I didn't even know. You. That music and that sound design, that's so crazy. Yeah. And I did um I did like a lot of research into Mark Mancina. Now he you know, he he didn't want to do action films. He was just like, Oh, it's a job. He like the the movies that he does now is like he did Moana. Wow. Like, he did all the music for Moana. Like, he wow. works for Disney, and he does, like... And Moana's great, you guys. Yeah, it's it's yeah. really great. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. I know that we're talking on a genre film podcast, but <laughs> you guys I also love yeah. Disney films and the animated That's, films. It's so genre, right? It's, it's, <laughs> it's a genre. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe not genre, but yeah, a yeah. genre. Um, and, you know, he's just a, a talented dude mm-hmm. who could apparently go back and forth. But I love thinking about, you know, in the 1980s mm-hmm. and the action films that were that were before this that, that didn't really have like a score. Mm-hmm. You know, you had a lot of um, did you guys ever watch, you know, like Beverly Hills Cop? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
And you got kind of like synthesizers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But you don't have scores, right? Yeah. You know, like right. you don't have like a full orchestra who's doing this, but you have a classically trained musician who's like really mm-hmm. thinking about how he can make that music work hmm. in the same way that you might have for like Psycho, right? Everyone knows the yeah, Bernard yeah. Herman like uh, Psycho score. Dana. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's yeah, like that's this, the stabbing is going along with that noise. Dun-na, dun-na. Yeah. Dun-na. And he yeah. throws his mom in the ocean. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, that's that's yeah, basically that's exactly it. what happens. Yeah. <laughs> we told you we know about Phil. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm so happy that you guys were the ones to come in <laughs> yeah. to talk with me about this. Um. So. I I want to wrap up a little bit, but what are your, I mean, like having this conversation and getting into some of the nitty gritty of how mm-hmm. this is made, how do you feel about speed now? Uh, I think it holds up. I was, it yeah. was a fun rewatch. I remember it was like a movie that I really enjoyed as a kid. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think it's just a, it's a classic for a reason. Everything is just very well executed and it's a really great thing to watch as a writer. I think just remember how to keep your writing Action driven and moving and and simple and uh, and mm-hmm. fun, yeah, fun, yeah. Making yeah. sure that like it's I I would say also like a great thing for writers too. Like how do you keep your pacing together? Mm-hmm. All yeah. of that stuff. Like how do you how do you make the it seem like there's a ticking clock all the time? Yes, yeah. And then add a ticking <laughs> clock on top. A literal, of that. T- like a literal, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literal ticking clock. Exactly. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I don't like watch. I don't even watch movies that much. I watch TV a lot more. I think because that's what I want to do. Yeah. And so it's so funny when I watch something like this, or when I watch. Um, oh my God, what is the Bruce Willis? Die Hard. Okay. Die Hard. Which yeah. I hadn't which seen. Which Jan de Bont was the DP on that. Oh, cool. Oh, which I hadn't seen around. for the first time for, since, hmm. f- I think I think I saw it for the first time five years ago or something. Yeah. And I think I discredited action. I just didn't really think about them that much. And then I see a really amazing one. I'm like, oh, there obviously are great, well-written action movies mm-hmm. out there that I just haven't seen. So this makes me want to go watch, I think, more yeah. and kind of like, you know. I love like light-hearted action movies a lot because to me it's like that like – set up punch is the same as stand-up or comedy in a lot of ways. Oh, yeah. Where it's just like you're still following that like premise we're building and then as opposed to like a joke being the thing that gets you out of it, it's an explosion of some kind. So it's just like the same structure but like applied to a different genre. Yeah. yeah. And then if you can get the joke in mm-hmm. with the explosion. Oh, oh, yeah. I love like an explosion and then a quip. It's my favorite. <laughs> yes. It's my favorite like, combo of all time. One of my favorite action movies. I don't know. I think this is an action movie but Mr. and Mrs. Smith Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, That is such a funny and very sexy mm-hmm. action yeah. movie. And I think they do that a really good job of that, of just, like, it's... Yeah. They really meld comedy. I love comedy and action. I like yeah. this, too. The, uh, speed is really good because it's not over quippy, too. No, no, no. You no. know what I mean? There's mm-hmm. not, like, a fucking punchline after every, like, Say hello to my little yeah. friend. Yeah, no, and it's that's like, constantly... <laughs> that's yeah. what's nice about the Keanu, I think, like, him not being egotistical. He's not like, oh, let me just be proud of this, but there, you know. There moment. still is the pop quiz hotshot. Like, there oh, yeah, still yeah, are yeah. the Taglines oh, or the cans. Yeah. It was cans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was like, "Celebrity smiling right there." Cans. It was cans. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's so happy they didn't kill a baby. Yeah. That's a smile is like, thank God we didn't kill a baby <laughs> today. Man, but that a very different pissed. movie yeah. at that point. If they just like murder a child, just, like, splatters on the floor in the corner for the rest of the film. Like, oh Jesus. Okay, so thank you so much for coming on to the show today. Let uh, please tell us 
us what you guys are up to. Like, what's what's going on with Lady to Lady Ladies? Well, we all, you know, we have our podcast, Lady to Lady, which you can hear. It comes out every Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can follow us on Lady to Lady on comedy. What are we? Lady the, <laughs> Lady the number two Lady Comedy on Twitter. Uh, lady to Lady Comedy, T.O. on Instagram. And Lady um, to Lady Comedy dot com. Well, you can find all of our shit on there. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah like, Google fun. it. Yeah. yeah. Lady to Lady. <laughs> you just Google Lady to Lady podcast. And then uh, my my Twitter is Babs Gray, if you want to follow yeah. Babs Gray. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm Brandazzle. Uh, I'm Testify Barker with two S's. Yeah. Uh, and if you're into, Babs and I have a silly little like side project podcast where we <laughs> do an in-depth analysis of Britney Spears' Instagram every week called Holy Britney's shit. Gram. Yeah. So, so if really you're fun. into that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Britney's Gram. And yeah, we're all we're all comedians. We're always yeah. doing shows all the time. So if you check us out on there, you can see all of our dates. We're always touring and doing all that stuff. So mm-hmm. awesome. I am I am excited to hear the. Um, the, the listeners that I have in the Venn diagram who are like really into the Britney and, and into Britney, I'm like the, really excited because sometimes like, you we might, hit those. You might not even know if you're into Britney. I mean, everyone's sort of into Britney, I think. But then, yeah. if, trust me, if you go look at her Instagram, you'll be like, okay, we I need to know more about it's this. It's pretty fun. Like, I, I, I like Britney. I never had a lot of feelings about her, really, though. I was like, oh, yeah, she's fine. But then, like, I listen to their podcast every week and, like, they get into weird conspiracy holes and I'm more of a conspiracy person than a Britney person. So I'm like, oh, shit, there's a little something for everybody. All right, thank you guys so much for coming and talking with me. And that was our bonus episode. So thank you guys so much for listening and subscribing. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.